podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a view from the bridge official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomOfTheGiants.com. Today's 8th of February 2022. My name is Patrick Smith. Welcome to the show that gives you all the news and views of the Belfast Giants and the Premier Sports Elite Ice Hockey League. Uh, an interesting weekend for the Belfast Giants. Five points were dished out and three of them went to the Giants. So a successful weekend, you could take it that way, but a battle nonetheless against the Cardiff Devils. We're going to be looking at those games against the Cardiff Devils. We will be handing out the player of the month. We'll be chatting with Sam Roop, hearing from Adam Keefe and looking ahead to what is a busy time for the Giants in the next week. Mr. McJimsey, how are you? Not too bad, Paddy. It's lovely to see you again, mate. All dressed up for the show I see tonight. Yes, I'm still in work clothes. It's been one of those days. One of those days. The uh, yeah. What? Well, so it's another. It's another. There seem to be a lot of these coming at the minute where I'm trying to wing a podcast. So let's see how that goes. Mister mm-hmm. Kitchen, how are you? Are you enjoy the weekend. Um. Yeah, my throat was a bit sore on Saturday morning. Getting abuse off the Cardiff fans is always good crack. But um, the uh, yeah, it was it was a two. I mean. As if, if, if you were a neutral watching that game on Friday night, especially, I mean, it's an absolutely fantastic advert for Premier Sports Elite League. And even the Saturday game, it was I thought it was really, really competitive, as you would expect anyway, against, you know, against Cardiff. And um, yeah. I thought that the, over the weekend itself, uh, that both games were absolutely brilliant. Mm. Well, see, we're going to get stuck into those in a second. But before we do, I'm actually going to start the show with two things that I was thinking about earlier today that I thought, you know what, I'm actually going to start the show with these. And they're nothing to do with hockey, but something with two things to do with people we know from within in hockey. And one of them is I just want to give a shout out to young Blake, who's going through a bit of a time at the minute, uh, going through withdrawals and, uh, and all the stuff that's going on to him. And I, I know it, it looks tough. It sounds tough. And we just want, just want off the top of the show, just to give a big shout out to that lad. And also a big congratulations to the, the, the folks, to the Marcin and Seth. And of course, Dahi today, the TB and Tuesday was the, uh, the announcement that the opt out on organ donation has now become Dahi's Law and uh, and, and a, a fantastic, fantastic piece of work for them for them to achieve that, Davey. Yeah, and look, Smallsy uh, put an absolutely brilliant uh, post up on her Facebook today about different ones that uh, she's been, you know, closely linked to over the years with the Belfast Giants. And, you know, you only need to think about Dylan and Tom Simpson, blood donations, mm-hmm. all the things that we've done. But go, and brilliant for Dahi to, to be involved in that and be involved with the Giants. And just a, it's a lovely little link up for everybody. As far as Blakey goes, we follow his story very closely on social media and, and we give shouts out to Christine and say how strong she must be in Pixie and the rest of the family. And all. The seaweed Blake going through that is nothing short of heartbreaking. And I, I read it on a daily basis because I love to keep up with how he's doing. And I, my heart goes out to them every single day. Strength from wherever they get it. And, you know, for us, those of us that believe in, in, in prayers and all, get them out there, people, because, you know, this family need our support. And, and they're just, they're inspirational in, in what they're doing. And, like, I can't say good enough things about them. They're just such a strong family. And you can only pray that Blake pulls through this. And, you know, we'll love them very much. And we're saying them our, our love and best wishes, of course. Says you know you're you're within the organisation and close within the organisation you see and you're you know close with Smallsy and uh, and all the stuff that she does, uh, but to see this you know these lads and how close they are to the organisation themselves it's it's something that the Giants will obviously want to send out their best to. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, it's not just Blake and, and Dahi. There's a there's plenty of our kids, especially the donation yeah. side of things. You know, you've had Nicole, uh, you've had Tom, you've had um, Dylan. There, there's there's other kids as well who have been um, have, uh, uh, fortunate to basically have their transplants. And now, with everything, the widening the scope to a certain extent with regards to you know the Northern Ireland people um, having to having to donate unless they opt out. Uh, is absolutely phenomenal. Um, it's it, you know, it, it's it's been campaigned on for far too long, and obviously, Daddy's mum and dad have been really strong behind that. So that's absolutely fantastic. I got a phone call today um, to find out about it. To be honest, um, from Laura, and um, and let's just say that she was very very pleased about it. Um, and look, I, I know that you know Laura, um, especially you know, the amount of time uh, and effort she puts into all that. Um, behind the scenes things with regards to the charity side of things and regards to sorting and that's been a difficult year for because there's only so much we can do this year with regards to the way the COVID restrictions have been in um, and I know that you know what she's missing that part of the thing the job um, I mean it's not that she doesn't do enough hours as it is but I know that she's missing that part of the job and um, and uh, you know I know she phones we break our FaceTimes Blakey all the time and um, and, and uh, just as Davey says you know hopefully we man pull us through uh, sooner rather than later, and and to see him back at the SSA Arena this year because being stuck away from his family and away from every all his friends and family, obviously, and, and the Giants um, since the 29th of August, I think it was, um, is yeah. just far, far, far too long. And and you know, Christine's basically sleeping in the the hospital room. Um, so you know, it's it's for as Davy says, having a strong family like that and and the support that they get from from everybody around them, the whole bigger family circle. Um, is uh, nothing short of remarkable. So our thoughts do go out to um, Blake and and and, I and all these other kids who are having issues and challenges. Um, and hopefully we can, uh, you know, do something for them when the time comes. And but they, I, Paddy, I think that's a really nice touch to start off the podcast with. I think thanks, man. I think it's. I think it's. I was thinking about it earlier on. I think normally when we speak about these things, we speak about them at the back end, oh. and we talk about them in the AOB. And sometimes there's people who have given up on a view from the bridge by then. So it's you know it's worthwhile. I just want to to say you know give our best congratulations to Dahi and Co. and, and give our best to Blakey and all the ones out there associated with the Giants and stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll um, no doubt we'll get updates on them. We'll pass them on to you. Let's get stuck in gents to these two games that took place on Friday and. Saturday. Saturday at the SSE Arena against the Cardiff Devils. We'll start off with Friday night's game. 4,128 people in attendance as the Belfast Giants ran out 5-3 victors. <coughs> um, and what a first 10 or so minutes it was. Uh, JJ Pickenich with the opening goal after 15 seconds. Lewis Hook scoring five minutes later. Pickenich with a shorthanded goal about a minute after that. And then a Pickenich hat trick with 11 minutes and 19 seconds gone in the game. Made it 4 0 to the Giants. Josh Batch pulled one back. And then Brandon McNally on the power play and Jake Kohler on the, uh, on the uh, 53 13 in the game before Slater Doggett and the empty netter made it 5 three to the Giants and that's Tyler Beskarowani, 33 shots against, three goals against the other side, Matt Carruth lasted all of 11 minutes, 12 shots against, four goals against, but before, and I, I want to give a big shout out to the young lad who handed him a Twix you are my troll of the week, loved it absolutely loved it, well done son and uh, he was replaced by Taron Cozen, 28 shots against no goals against in 47 minutes played your referees for the night 
Perring and Hogarth. Tom Perring and Stefan Hogarth. Um, Davey, uh, those first 10 minutes, wow. Yeah, but you see, we talk, well, I don't so much anymore. At the end of the show, we, we, no, we talk yeah, about yeah. what you're going to have to do in the next. And funny, I'd spoke to Sis. I, I was bubbling in the afternoon. I was really excited about these games. These were nervy games because of the, the magnitude of them. And I spoke to Glover just before face-off as well. And we all agreed, we just got to get at them. We've got to get them. And we've got to get at them early. And funny how much we've talked about Karut has been their player of the series across all the games. Best goal had been ours, and it was going to be a shutdown game. Phenomenal, as you and say, Deco, man. Oh, no, I've forgot Sorry. to cut the uh, audio. Sorry, that's <laughs> our, our palette. Um, Longer's turned it over just in front of our own bench, and, and we've, we've sprung, and JJ's obviously gone in, and Karut thinks he's made the save. I assume that's what he's done. He thinks he's got it covered, and it's it's bobbled out, and JJ's obviously gone on the on the wraparound and banked it in to put his 1-0 up, and what a start. My goodness, what a start. And we just kept the foot on the throat in that first 10 months. I suppose it forces them immediately. They got a little panicked in that first period and they started trying to chase the game instead of just worrying about, let's, let's just get into the game. They started trying to chase that goal back and that let us get the breakaway for the second. And then, you know, things just snowballed. And I think they called the, the timeout possibly after the third goal. Um, and then we've gone and scored the fourth, obviously. And, and then I think at that point when they made the goalie change, they started playing more like the way they played the rest of the season and they clawed their way back into it incrementally and, and they just ran out of time, actually. I think over the course of the first two periods, I thought we were exceptional. I really did. I thought um, both teams kind of shut it down a wee bit in the third period. Obviously, the Cardiff Devils came roaring back a wee bit, but over the course of the game, I don't think you could argue at all with the with the with the two points going to the Belfast Giants. Says you know, obviously we will focus quite a bit on the, on those opening exchanges, on those opening ten minutes, and the the Giants did have were in the ascendancy, and getting that you can just see for those watching YouTube the excitement that was in the barn at that because you know as those goals came in, and I didn't get a chance to watch this live, I was out, but as those goals came rolling in on flash scores, I couldn't believe it myself. Yeah, I mean the atmosphere on Friday it was absolutely brilliant, uh, you know, and that's the whole arena. And you've got to, you know, even the the Cardiff Devils brought numbers in, and, and they didn't really get an opportunity to shout until um, they got their first goal there after about fourteen or fifteen minutes. But it was just a blistering start, you know. Adam emphasized on the boys in the morning skate, you know, how important it was to get off to a good start, and and um, you know we've we as Davies been at those games in Cardiff this year, you know, we we should have sorry. Says the jump across you there, actually, because I think you said in commentary that um, Kiefer was not happy with kind of the energy levels or, or whatever at, at pre and the morning skate yeah. or whatever, and he'd give them a proper rocket. Yeah, that was Dicko. Um, Dicko had basically said that. and But, you know, he, he emphasized after the practice or sorry, after the morning skate how important it was to get the, get off and up and running. Um, and, you know, I don't think we've scored four goals quicker this season. Maybe I think you'd probably have to look back at the at the stats on that, but you know, to get off the last start, um, a goal after 15 seconds, um, you know, and and like we all know that I, you know, go nuts every once in a while, and, and um, you get the odd hate mail now to a certain extent from people coming in. You know this what? one here, this one here says the Slater dog at empty netter, it's in, it's in, it's in. <laughs> that was that was that killed me. I was absolutely drained after Friday night. Um, I was absolutely done in. I mean, I've, I've had the call. I mean, when, when the, we did those six games for the, um, the Continental Cup, 
six games in a row, um, you know, two, two and two. Mm. That I mean, that was wild, but and it was difficult because it didn't um obviously didn't know the names and, and of half the team, well, three of the teams that were there. Um, so it was really difficult to get going. But overall, I thought that the you know the, the game on Friday night was just a fantastic spectacle um of hockey for the elite league. Um and you know, we got the we got their great start. Um, Bush gets rocked coming across the blue line for you know seven or eight seconds before their first goal. Um, you know, and, and even at that time, I know there was a bit of few people chirping saying it was a bad hit. I didn't think it was a bad hit, I thought it was a fair hit. I called it at the time. Dicko thought the same thing, and Bush just sort of had his head down. Um, but you know, they, they get that goal for them, um, to come back, and we, everybody knew anybody that doesn't understand the hockey just wouldn't have got it on, on Friday night because the fight back from Cardiff was excellent. Um, I thought we controlled yeah. the first period until that point. Um, I thought that the second period, again, we, you know, we had the best of the play. We had more chances to increase the score, and we didn't. Kozin, who came in for for um, Carruth, was outstanding. He was, he was I mean, he made some of the saves. Again, we, we probably didn't get as much great A chances on him as what we had in the first 11 minutes. Um, but he played really, really well and just kept us at bay. And, and they sort of tightened the house around him as well. But, you know, to come in, to get that four-goal lead was imperative. And it showed later on in the game because, again, I thought we sort of, we tired after a really quick start. Um, and we just had to keep, we had to find the, the spirit and find the the, um, the the last goal for the empty netter with Slater Doggett, as you say, Davey. So overall, this, this, uh, the Friday night game, uh, was was really pivotal for the weekend. It was uh, it was really really important to get the win. Um, Davey, as I say, Davey texts me probably at about six o'clock or quarter past six, and he's really nervous of the game. I wasn't nervous of the game at all, and it's not really like me. I thought, you know, I sort of knew where we we're going to come to town, and we we're going to try and you know get off that really good start, and and um, I was expecting that, but I wasn't expecting the Devils to be so bad for the first eleven minutes, probably. Um, but as I say, they got their goal. They managed to get the second. Um, you know, you, it's not on the highlight. This this part of the highlights here. But forty seconds into the third period, Besco comes up with an absolutely unbelievable glove save. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. Um, you know, they 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 were controlling the play down low. They got the puck to the high slot. That you know, one timer came in, and he just threw the glove up, and I just I thought it was brilliant. Um, and then again, because we played both games over the weekend against Cardiff. Was it later in that first game, David, that he did the windmill? Yep. Same, same, one, same game, yeah. You know, another brilliant save from Besco. Um, and, uh, you know, apart from, obviously, JJ getting the man of the match because he got the hat-trick, to be honest, you, Besco should have been right up there with the regards to picking off the, the man of the match. So, um, fantastic get the first win in the first game. Um, and, but you knew Cardiff Devils were going to come out Feeling a wee bit aggrieved on the on the uh, next day. To go back yes. the before you go on there, Paddy. To go back to what says is saying there. Besco was exceptional on yep. the um on the Friday. Cardiff Devils, although we blew them away for for quick goals, they had nineteen great A's in the first period. You know, Besco, and then he came out as, as Simon said that amazing glove save and the the one where he, he's flicked backwards as well. He's kept us in that game despite us being, you know, that's when we talk about execution. You get good, you get, you know, good, good saves from your goaltender, and the boys execute at the other end of the ice. This team's quite unstoppable, and our transition play from D to forward and getting those the, the, the goal from 
Is it later goes down the left wing and pops wee sauce one across for hooky coming in? Um, we just did them with speed in the first day. They weren't expecting that kind of. And, and to be honest, am I disappointed? Eight, eight five that ended in points then across the six games, wasn't it? I think we can be a little disappointed with our return from. Is that right? Two four nothing in Cardiff. Two home wins and a, an OT. Uh, yes, they've they've they've, they've they've one more point than we do from the from the matchups. No, three more points. No, three. three more points. They get eight points because they got six oh, points in sorry. Cardiff. Correct, correct. And, and they've taken, um, obviously, two. So eight, five. That's a disappointing return in terms of what we've put into those six games because I think we deserve more than, than what we've got out. And sometimes it goes into Sunday. I think we probably played better on Sunday, even perhaps than Saturday. we did on Saturday. Or Saturday than Friday. <laughs> sorry, yes, I'm here. I say they got my, get my days mixed up. I think we played better in the second game. Even potentially than we did in the first game, and and we didn't get. But we'll come. We'll come on to that. It's just it's a disappointment that it, it's ended up at five. They could be crucial points at the end of the season. But you know, there's other things to talk about in this first game that you'll probably come on. Well, to that, well, I'll come. To that our our guest later on is Sam Rip, and and says him and Sam Duggan, Sam on Sam action. It was a hell of a fight halfway through the game. Do you know what? I, I think David's probably better um, to talk about that because he's seen the games in Cardiff when there was a bit more niggle about it. Um, and that, that's carried over from a couple of games. Sam Duggan wanted that. Uh, he wanted that fight and uh, to try and, I don't know if he's been targeted by the coach to basically say, you know, get Rui up off the ice because he plays a lot of minutes and he's yeah. consistent. You know, he just keeps things steady back there. And uh, But I'll tell you what, he might be knocking on his door very uh, quickly anytime soon because he got absolutely hammered. He was had so many rights, he was begging for a left. So, um, you know, but the game, I... David's seen games in Cardiff as well. I remember when it just when it happened or just after it happened, I think um Deco has said oh, Sam Duggan's been looking for that for a couple of minutes and I text says and said Sam Duggan's been looking for that for three games and he has chased Sam Rue up around and we talked about it actually on one of the podcasts and I can't remember if it was the Cardiff game or the Belfast game where Duggan is chasing them around, agitating at almost every breakdown where they're on the ice, agitating for that. And if that is, you know, we this is this isn't a bad trade-off for us because taking Sam Ruop off the ice also affects the Ruop Rain, you know, defensive partnership. It's more than just taking Sam Duggan off the ice. You've maybe got a penalty to kill or could be instigators, all this kind of thing. But you know, it just got to that point where and and Sam can answer this question himself. We'll, we'll maybe save the, the main chat on this though to when Sam's on. Yeah. But my goodness, he fed him his dinner. Oh, it was great to see. Love to see it that. Just adds to in a game like that where the Giants are absolutely throwing it. The um the Giants are absolutely throwing it. You, you, that just adds to the atmosphere and gets things ramped up to to till eleven. You know, you could feel you can feel like I've I've watched the game back and uh, and you can feel the atmosphere just watching it. You can see yeah. how much how much the, the fans are into it. And you always say it says you know when things like that happen, everybody's on their feet. Yeah, everybody's everybody on their is. feet. I love it. You know, we we've a wide range of of ages and and um, people that come to the SSA arena to watch the Belfast Giants, and every rink's probably the same. But you know, I'm not just talking about the kids who are bouncing about like lunatics. There's got you know, there's there's pensioners that are up bouncing about, you know, <laughs> throwing punches, trying to make sure, you know, to, to spur our players on against whoever they're fighting against. And and that's something, we, as I say, we, we know we haven't been physical enough this year. And I think, um, I mean, even I, there's a video, show, I can't remember where it is, but there's a video showing from behind the bench of a fan taking the, um, uh, taking 
the video from sitting behind the Giants team bench and looking at looking at the two Sams fighting and Kiefer sort of, you know, watching every punch being thrown. And then at the end of it, when Duggan goes down and, and Sam gets to that last right going in, you sort of see Cooper just start Kiefer sorry, just throwing his chest back as if they go, Good boy. You know, I, did I not send <laughs> did I not send you the clip from the other side of the rink and I just I've just zoomed in on Kiefer the whole fight? Kiefer is is living that whole thing, and as you say, see at the end when when he drops him, you just see Kiefer just gives a clipboard a wee clap and just steps back down off the bench. But he's engaged in that the whole time. He's like, it's it's just it's a brilliant. I said it to you because I've clipped it and zoomed it in because I've, I've watched him the whole fight rather than what was going on in the foreground, what was going on in the background, because I'd seen the, the video you're talking about and I got those people to send me all videos, so I was going to clip them all together, but I didn't get time to do it for tonight. I'll maybe put that all together as we montage, but as you say, Kiefer was living that whole that whole moment. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's all about, as I say, we, we, you know, we've had a pretty decent record at home this year, um, and you know, there's still a lot of games to play at home, yep. a yep. lot of games, um, so we need to keep it moving. We need to keep it momentum especially on at home but you know leading into this week obviously the, the two games against Cardiff there at the weekend took a lot out of the boys um you know I know there's a few bumps and bruises and I'm sure there is a Cardiff side as well but we need to suck it up and we need to get ready for the next game because um the Wednesday night game against Coventry is is, is absolutely huge for us now as well the, the five the, the five out of six in Belfast is by no means a disaster five out of six against Cardiff would have taken that at the start of the season, probably. It's the zero out of six in Cardiff is what's biting yep. us in the backside. And the first two games in Cardiff, out of those four points, we needed three, four of them because we deserved them. Unfortunately, we didn't get them. So you just, yeah, you know, you have to find them somewhere else now. Let's have a quick look at the uh, at the game that took place on Saturday. Um, bigger crowd, five thousand and twenty-eight. Biggest crowd of the season. Five thousand twenty-eight attended as the Belfast Giants went down two-one in a shootout against those Cardiff Devils. It was an early goal for Slater Doggett to set the tone. And Stephen Dixon on the power play uh, with two, on a too-many-men call, which we'll come to, uh, made it 1-1. Nothing separated them through the third or overtime before Brody Reid gets is credited with the shootout winner. With regards to goalies, uh, Tyler Beskarani, 27 shots against, one goal against. Matt Cruth redeems himself a bit, 39 shots against, one goal against, and was quite happy he threw himself against the Plexi. Um in regards to the lineups, so regards to the referees, Tom Perring, Stephen Hogarth again um, says, you know, given the free flow and, and the free scoring that the Giants did on Friday night, the early goal on Saturday we thought might have set the tone, but it was an altogether more tense affair. Listen, I honestly thought it was going to be like I, I thought, but I didn't think the Cardiff Devils were going to give up too much on uh, Saturday after the way they played on Friday night. Um, it was great to get off to a good start. I mean, I'm going to finish by dogs who just come straight off the bench, but a heads-up play by Laker, you know, sending out of the corner. We had chances to go further ahead, and Carruth, you know, he, he, he got a hand to him. He stood tall and, and played very well. Um, but, you know, when we're, we've talked about this on numerous occasions this year. When we're playing really well and we don't score, that's the bit where we need to, you know, we really start need to be ruthless. We need to put teams away and not give them the chance to start breathing again. And there's that goal coming in for anybody watching on YouTube. I mean, it was just a brilliant finish from dogs. 
um, two goals the weekend. He started the month really, really well. Um, and, you know, since Christmas time, just before Christmas, he's been he's been really solid. So um, real opportunity uh, to, 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 you know, to try and put a bit of a space on that when we got that first goal. And he, they, they came back. They had chances that we give a couple of power play opportunities. We didn't get a power play at all during the 60 minutes regulation. Not mm. one power play. And, I've, you know, I, I applaud the, the officials for letting the guys play, let them, you know, put the whistles away and let them play. But there was there was a number of penalties that should have been called um, and weren't, and that was the that was a really disappointing part of it. You know, normally, if you get, you know, the, the, I'm not saying you should get favoritism. Absolutely not. You call it the way you should see it. But you know, for us to give up four penalties um, in, in the first 60 minutes and then um, not get one back in return, I thought it was a bit odd. But you know, they give up that too many man penalty, and I know Davy wants to talk about it. You know that they give that too many man penalty up and concede the goal on it was just really disheartening. You know, it's it's we've been called on a few of them this year, um, and for a too many man call of a game of that magnitude, you've got to be absolutely nailed on. And this is where I'm going to bring Davy in. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, I was just actually looking up very very quickly the game sheet because the penalty that they took for slashing in overtime yes seen penalty shots called for that you know uh, very very borderline i think it's on is it on laker maybe i can't just quite quite remember but he's through he's got separation um on a breakaway he gets slashed from behind another referee within this league calls that as a penalty i can guarantee you um, but um, it is what it is. Some of them go for you. Sometimes refs don't have big enough cherries on the night and they want to keep it, let the players on the ice decide it. And I think I was penalty shot. I don't think anybody would have complained too much, or letter of the law. And then you come into the, the too many men, you know, one decision, we're not going to quite follow a letter of the law. One decision, we're going to call from 90 feet to the letter of the law. For me, um, it's it's a difficult one because Lakers going into the into the red zone and maybe should he drop it in? Should he dump it in and and let the left winger chase it? D man pokes it and it goes straight to Longer who's jumping off the bench and Longer doesn't really have time to react other than to play the puck. Now when he plays that puck, I've said is it? Um, he's outside the one and a half meter zone. That's fair enough, but um. Kevin Rain, it is, it's changing up. Rainer's got his feet in the bench. And for me, the letter of the law is the player can't, if he's outside the one and a half meter zone, and I think it's rule one, two, three, um, he can't play that puck until the other player has one foot in the bench. Now, to me, he doesn't play the puck, but is he engaged in game play? As soon as he goes to the puck, I don't know. You know, there's there's a grey area, there's interpretation, there's by the referee, Hoagie's called it from whatever 80 feet he said. I'm seeing two things here, and that's too many men. Says called it in the night and said he thought it was fair enough. I think some go for you, some go against you. Um, in a game of that magnitude, again, we've had playoff playoff finals decided on too many men calls, if you remember, a number of years ago. Um, Greg Stewart. Back. Greg Stewart looping back. Um, looping back, you know, came on the ice by accident, jumped off. But I think as Simon says, that's about 10 times this season we've been called for that. And it's something just to keep an eye on. But disappointing to, to concede the goal. I think if we look back again on a bit of analysis on our on our slot coverage on the goal, 
we probably would have done things differently if we had another opportunity to kill that penalty. Goes against us one each, and we we'll go to penalty shots, and at that stage, yeah, it's a lottery, you know. And you you want your goaltenders to be nice and aggressive and, and make big saves, and and just unfortunately, one goes against us, and I, I thought we were exceptional across the weekend, and and probably deserved on that it's night. Been, go ahead, say. It'd be interesting to see how many penalties for the too many men have been called with the long change. Um, you know, second that, period. That, yeah, second period. I mean, I know it's. Uh, it, it does make a difference, especially if you're playing right D and you've got to, you know, skate the whole way to the bench. It is very, yeah, yeah. very difficult. Um, and, you know, that's obviously where Rainer's coming from. And I think it was Rainer, wasn't it? He was changing up with... It was Rainer. It was, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's actually the right change at the right time. Rainer's going to the bench. Longer's jumping on. Because we're going in, as I said, we're going in the attacking zone. It's an absolute safe long change. And sometimes... Well, not the type, but sometimes you'll hear us talking on the podcast often about the long change in the second period being a bit more difficult and stuff. And for people that are new to the game, we'll, we'll try and ex- expand on that some other time. But if, if you know, if Laker doesn't just get that slight poke check on him and it comes flying out of the zone, it's a safe enough change. So I think the change that the guys have made are all right. And like if the puck doesn't come out, we're not called for too many men at all. You know, it's just because the, it's a perfect storm, if you like, of of offense, defense, and and a change all happening at the same time, and all those multitude of things just came together at the wrong time. But I'll I'll check out the TMMs for you, mate, and just to look at the first period, second period, third period breakdown on them. That penalty, and like you say, that penalty in overtime, the the real chance there to take it, but the Cardiff Devils' defense had to hold strong, and they did. Yeah, I thought they did really, really well. But I think from a criticism from our side of things. They didn't shoot the puck. Um, oh, yeah. you know, I think Adam would have been, you know, more looking for more shots coming in, and, and especially with the they went with it. The, normally, a lot of teams go with two forwards and one D, but they went with the two D, two big boys trying to block the puck coming through. You know, because Register and, and uh, Mickelson were going for the majority of it, um, and then Stephen Dixon, who's you know he was he, solid, solid player. He obviously got their power play goal. Um, but I, I just think if we're if there's anything to criticize us with, we're not power pledge you just didn't shoot the puck um you know you, you want to certainly want to get um Kareth moving side to side you want to got four guys on the ice so things are a little bit changed up compared to a, a normally five on four power players but um as i say i mean I, again i thought it was an absolutely brilliant game it was a really good game to commentate on um it, it, it just it had everything you know it both over the weekend both games had everything and it was it was a real physical battle both teams you know, they as I say, they would have come off the ice on some Saturday night. Thanks, David. Uh, they would have come off the game on Saturday night, um, yeah. really, you know, feeling the effects off two tough, tough games. And I was speaking to Coops about it this morning. Um, you know, how you feeling from the weekend? He says Sunday was was you know I was I was glad we're getting Sunday off and resting up. So it's um, I, I agree with David. You know, if if we had to pick up a couple of points in Cardiff over the three games we played there, uh, I think you know we'd be a lot happier. But it's not the end of the world. You know, the way. Um, and I, you know what? I, I said this on the game on Saturday. You know, said that um, that uh, Carruth celebrated. You know, a wee bit over the top, and all the Cardiff fans were chirping. Like, you know, just, just going fishing. You're picking about big cherries is great. Um, but <laughs> you know, uh, the way he, he, he celebrated, like he, hit, he won the Stanley Cup, and then apparently there's a photograph floating around of him drinking a beer and a bottle of champagne after the game as well. So um, you know, look, there's a long, long way to go this season. They were 11 points clear in 2018. Um, with about 14 games to go, um, it's a wee bit too early to kind of start counting your, your, uh, your, your, your. What do you call it? What's that? What's that saying? Count your chickens, mate. Count your chickens. Yeah, 
yeah, it's, it's a long, long way to go. So, you know, the, the big thing about this is, right, we're fighting against the Cardiff Devils for our six games, which are all gone now. They're gone. The Steelers are winning. They're just finding the way to win. They won, you know, on on, um, on Sunday and they won on Saturday. They're just finding a way to win. Yep. Um, and they're, they're extending the lead a wee bit. So it's the Steelers now. We've got to play five times. Um, we get duffed by them. We owe one, the one, one. And, you know, that's not too far away down the line when we've got to start picking up. Uh, the games against the Steelers, so it's um, there's still a long, long way to go in this league title. There's going to be teams from the bottom end that are going to beat somebody you know that they're not expecting to. So it's, I, I don't think it's gone and, and it's all over by any means at all. This was the first game for me that I know it's just seeing you going for it there. This was the first game for me <laughs> that I've really seen two teams almost shut it down in the third period, and in, in terms of risk v reward let's keep let's have what we hold and go into overtime and see if we can take the extra point in overtime or or and then obviously the penalty coming for the giants the devil shut it down at that stage we're happy delighted to take penalty shots and and obviously then they get rewarded with the extra point but that's the first time you know the giants had a, a number of small chances in the third period devil's really nothing worth talking about you know both teams kept each other to the outside and we talked about that last week about what the Cardiff Devils would do and what they've done with their game management over the number of games they used those big bodies and box out and the chance couldn't get inside in that third period I'm going to say not that we not that we did as much as as we potentially could have because I think that risk reward that we're talking about where we're kind of we'll try and nick something here if we go to overtime we'll try and nick something and we're, we're trying to five out of six points is a decent enough return as, as i say it's the points in cardiff that were lost it's the is the gut check on this on the devil series series this season an entertaining weekend nonetheless mm. and the highlights yeah yeah highlights of course available on youtube and belfast giants and giants tv and we're going to move on um Sorry, just have to give a go- shout out to emma um emma oh, yes. did the, give the uh highlights this weekend with uh Neil getting downgraded to the, to the uh, Eurosport Olympics. Uh, downgraded, <laughs> yes, indeed. The, <laughs> and good luck to him. Um, right, time to move on to the fan agenda, brought to you by our good friends at Belfast Giants TV. We're delighted to be joined by a man who, since he's just logged on, has changed venues of where he sat three times. So I'm just making sure that he's are you okay. You're all right where you are right now. Yes, this is good. Okay, please welcome to the show number two for your Belfast Giants. That's Sam Rip. How are you doing, mate? You okay? <laughs> Hey boys, yeah, I'm doing well. How about you, fellas? So you turn your phone right or your iPod right? Oh, hey. there we go. Is that yep, better? Yep. There we go. That's perfect. Right. The uh, how's things? Yeah, really good. Um, had a couple days here to just kind of uh, <laughs> relax and and get back into things, and yeah, doing real well. How about you guys? All good, mate. All good. So, give us your take on the weekend. Obviously, you know, in that first game, you had your own star and role in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the second period. But overall, the weekend hard fought but entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was definitely hard fought, and even you know now, I, I still kind of feel that you know a lot of energy was exerted, uh, a lot of emotion uh, going on through <coughs> the games. Um, but you know, it, it was fun. I, I liked the challenge that we had, and uh, I really liked how we played, too. I, unfortunately, you know, we, we didn't get the result in the shootout, but, you know, you got to look at all the positives that, that came from those games and, and uh, you know, the character win that we had uh, the first night. Um, it, it was truly special. So uh, looking at the positives going forward, and, uh, yeah, hopefully we can run into those guys again. 
Yes, Sam, we, we've been talking over, over a number of weeks on the podcast, I guess, you're maybe better looking at the positives. We sometimes fo- focus on negatives, as, as, as life can sometimes be. Across the six games against the Devils this season, we'll probably look back on eight points to M5 and be pretty disappointed because of, I certainly felt the three games I watched in Cardiff, we were the better team, certainly for two and a bit of them. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, that's that's part of hockey. You know, sometimes you can be the better team in a game and uh, unfortunately the score doesn't result that. So, yeah, I mean, for some of those games, definitely we could, uh, you know, we wish it could have went a, a different mm-hmm. way. But, um, you know, we got to deal with uh, or deal with the cards that we've been dealt. So, uh, you know, use it as kind of momentum going forward here and uh, yeah, keep pushing. Sam, I'm going to have to start talking about the fight because I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I think it's fair to say that Dugan was, you know, on your case over the last couple of games before that. Um, and there's only so much, you know, chirping that you can take. And I don't even know if you understood what he was saying. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes you just have to as I say enough's enough and let's stand up and be kind to them. And uh, you took it to St. Rice on Saturday night and did that. Friday night, sorry, and did that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny. I, I haven't fought in, gosh, I think like maybe five, six years kind of thing. So uh, to, to do it again, it, it was actually pretty exhilarating. So um, yeah, but it, it, was, it was definitely, it had been brewing over several different games. Uh, I'm not sure what exactly uh, started, um, started things between us, but we definitely had some battles and uh, I guess I got under his skin and, you know, a part of it, is uh you know in the moment and, and yeah just just kind of happened and uh, yeah it uh, definitely got the fans and, and everyone involved and and that's what you just touched on it there you seem to get under his skin you seem to be pretty good at that I mean you've, you've annoyed <laughs> quite a few guys in the league this year um is it that because you sure learned a few chirps off Scott Conway with living with him or <laughs> is it something that you've grown up with and you just enjoy doing? Well, it's it's definitely not the chirping part. Uh, I I don't have the skill that Cons has with that. Uh, <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, no, I, I think it's just kind of little things, you know. Um, just poking uh, poking players, just kind of getting in their way, um, um, making different contacts, uh, just kind of even getting in their way sometimes agitates a player more so than uh, than chirping does. So I don't know. Maybe it's just my face. Uh, that uh, gets people wound up, but uh, it seems to be working. It also, Patty, just before you go, it also raised a fiver for the Kevin Rain charity because Scott Fulton had pledged five pounds for every Sam Real fight this year. So another five pound to action mental health Northern Ireland. So fair play there. Well done. The, the um, obviously, I'm going to come to Twitter questions in just a second, but obviously, and one of them, this is kind of related to the one from um, that we've got in from Teal Trooper. But obviously, your brother played in this league in in Manchester mm. a number of seasons ago. Um, but you would obviously have consulted him before you moved to the elite league. Teal Troopers asking, you know, likes of Roach, Forsberg, McFall. These guys, you know, these were these all part of influences when it comes to came to joining the Belfast Giants. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I played university hockey with uh, Roachy, Forzy, and, and Buck, and you know, they're they're all good friends of mine. So. Uh, definitely having those guys as a reference, uh, it helps me coming here. And 
um, yeah, I talked to my brother about his time in Manchester and, uh, you know, he loved it. it he said, if, if I have the opportunity to go overseas, I, I definitely should, you know, get to take in the culture and get to play hockey. You know, it's, uh, it's something that, uh, is really exciting. So having the opportunity to come to Belfast, uh, is, it's just been amazing. You know, it's, uh, it's truly a, a great experience and um, I'm loving it so far. Um, on top of that, uh, my mom was uh, born and lived in England and, until she was 21. So uh, this is my first time being in the UK and I've, I've always wanted to experience it. And did your brother warn you about the ice in that rink in Manchester? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. The, the drizzle dome, it's, uh, wow, it's an experience to say the <laughs> least. Sam, just before Paddy goes back to Twitter there and, and you sort of referenced about coming to, to live in the UK and stuff, and we don't always ask the players this, but like, what's the Belfast experience itself been like, you know, living in Northern Ireland? You know, we like to think, we always like to think best fans in the league, best cars, best apartments, best healthcare, best, best everything. You know, when you come to Belfast, you're treated like a rock star here at times. You know, has Belfast lived up to the expectations for you just in a away from the rink? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's been an amazing experience so far. And, you know, the, the Giants organization, they're, you know, like you said, they're top notch. And, uh, you know, the fans are, are just so passionate. And um, and then the city is really great itself as well. Everyone is so approachable. Everyone's so kind. Uh, it's kind of like a home feeling away from home in a sense. And yeah, just uh, I, I'm a real big fan of, of Belfast and the city itself. And uh, yeah. Uh, one coming out, we'll just a few from Twitter. One from Scott Cameron. How has playing alongside Kevin Rain influenced your game? Wow. Uh, yeah, Rainer, he's uh, he's a, an amazing player. You know, he uh, he does his job. He, he does all the little things right. And I, I'm definitely honored to play alongside him. I've, I've learned so much uh you know a lot of the stuff is just like little details that he does right you know he's uh like a defensive uh minded player and so anything that i can learn from him just by watching or communicating with him is uh you know also benefiting my game as well so no we're we're good friends on uh, and off the ice and it's been a privilege for for sure Kind of related to that is one from Ruth McCauley who said, you obviously this team is super competitive versus other teams, but is there a competitiveness within the within the room itself? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think uh, internal competition is is a great way to you know motivate and, and encourage players uh, to be our best. You know, every day in practice, it's expected of us to to bring our best and and to compete. And, uh, you know, ultimately that helps uh, the players grow and learn new things as well. And one more here from Sam, who just basically asking you, what goals do you have yourself for the end of the season? Yeah, so, um, you know, as a team, obviously, you know, it's it's our goal to to win championships. That's that's why we're here. That's uh, that's why, you know, that's what we focus on in the games and practice. We always have uh, that mentality in the back of our minds. So. Um, for me, that's, uh, that's a huge goal of mine. And, um, you know, personally, I, I've been really focused on, um, you know, self-improvement. Uh, so I'd like to continue to establish, you know, good habits, uh, 
daily routines that uh, continue to make me a, a better person and, and a better player. Sam, I just wanted to touch on um, on your off-ice side of things. I know you're at school this year. Um, you're studying with Ulster University as well, aren't you? Or is it LaSalle University you're, you're with? With LaSalle. Yeah. LaSalle. So how are you finding... How are you finding your time with regards to studying, hockey, and obviously, you know, both practicing and playing? Yeah, it's it's actually been uh, it's been pretty good so far. Um, the The workload hasn't been too tough. I mean, obviously, there's days where I've had to grind and you know get work done, but at the same time, you know, living the the hockey player life, there's also a lot of free time that we get. So having something to do in my free time has been, uh, been kind of nice. And so I'm definitely enjoying the process and, and really happy with my decision to pursue school. And we're, we're roughly halfway through the season right now. How do you think uh, the position we are firstly in the league, obviously you've got the challenge cup semifinal coming up shortly. Um, how do you think things are progressing so far halfway? Yeah, progressing pretty well. I think, uh, you know, each day and game, we seem to be uh, coming closer together as a team. So uh, we've definitely put ourselves in a, in a good position to to chase the title. And um, obviously Sheffield, I mean, they, they keep on winning as well. So, um, you know, it'll, there'll come a time where, you know, they, maybe they go through a slump. And so we just have to keep doing our part and uh, things will work themselves out. Sam, you, you talked there about um, self-improvement and enjoying school and enjoying hockey and enjoying Belfast and all. This is going to sound like a bit of a self-help self-help group here, but Simon said in like the 20 years or so that we've been following the team, he has not met a happier, um, more positive guy around the locker room. Like in terms of Belfast Giants, he says you're, like you're, you know, you're amazing around the room, amazing in the, on the ice, off the ice, just happy-go-lucky. You haven't stopped smiling since you've been on the podcast. Most people are a bit grumpy when they're on here. But um, like, talk us through what's what's what makes Sam Ray up so happy. You know, it's uh, that's kind of a, a tough question, but uh, I mean, just the the life that I'm able to live right now. You know, I'm, I'm truly blessed. You know, it's not every day that you get to be a, a professional athlete. You know, living in in Belfast, so that definitely plays a big part in it. But you know. I, I'm not perfect all the time, you know, I, I, uh, I definitely, I, I have emotions and, you know, I get angry sometimes as you can see on the ice, but, um, no, just, uh, if I can, you know, bring positivity, a positive light to the room and help other people, uh, you know, bring, uh, help other people have positivity, uh, positiveness as well. then um, you know, it, it, it feels good and it, uh, it's contagious and, and it kind of, um, keeps on spiraling, spiraling that way. So, um, I, yeah, love, just if I, I love happy Sam and I really, really love angry Sam. So, if angry <laughs> Sam wants to turn up anytime again soon, knock yourself out. <laughs> uh, I, I understand that for sure. <laughs> we'll see what just, I can do. <laughs> yeah, just that, just the, the, the positive attitude. And you say that's sort of rubbing off at the, 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 the attitude of gratitude, if you like. You know, it's. It does rub off, and it's 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 like it's you cheered me up tonight just being being on the podcast. So like you know, thanks very much. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. That's a uh, that's a pleasure. So the um, we're gonna we'll, we'll let you go, Sam, because <clears throat> obviously it's a well, but before you do, obviously it's a very busy 
next five days. You know, you Wednesday you'll fly out there to face the Coventry Blaze, and then there's a, a trip around Scotland with a an extra game thrown in that that we that wasn't in the schedule only a couple of weeks ago. You know, um, how's the prep going? Uh pretty good so far. I mean, I haven't uh, packed anything yet, so <laughs> I'll have to do that. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I'm really looking forward to this challenge. You know, we, we get to go onto the road and you know bond as a team. You know, in, instead of looking at it as like, oh, you know, we play four games in five days, this is going to suck. We're we're more so looking at it as uh, a challenge and and something that we'll look back on and uh, feel good about after completing it. Well, listen, thank you very much for your time, mate. We really appreciate it, and good luck this weekend. Yeah, thank you very much, boys. And, and uh, yeah, thank you for having me. It's uh, been an honor being on the podcast. <laughs> no, thank you, thank, thank well, you. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Sam. All right. Cheers, See you, boys. Thanks. Big thanks to Sam Roop. What a guy. Um, you're right about that positive attitude. He's like a, oh, a proper, man. proper He's... smile on his face. Really, really great. It's infectious. Like, I mean, again, you know, the, the first time back the first night was sort of uh, what happened um, when um, JK coaches up, took us up around the North Coast and, and just, uh, just you know, Sam coming over and introducing himself and, and just the way it is. His demeanor, his manner is he's just the Pol- nicest polite, guy. polite and pleasant. Honestly, he really is. And and mm-hmm. you know, it, it was funny. We were sitting chatting, um, and he he called he was, at that stage he was calling Taff the magician for sharpening the skates. Um, I don't know if he's still watching, but is he still backstage? No, no, he's gone. No, he's gone. <laughs> so um, but he was calling Taff the magician. He says, I've never had my skates sharpened that good before. He you know, Taff's a magician, it's unbelievable. And I said, um, I says, oh no, I, he does my skates too. And Sam sort of just, what? <laughs> and I went, I says, yeah, I'm a bit of a legend around these parts. And he went, <laughs> really? <laughs> really? <laughs> um, and I had to put out pictures of um, playing for Casseray and playing for for um, uh, Team Ireland. I think I, I think I might have showed him one of them ones. And I showed him the picture and he sort of looked at the phone and went, I thought you. He asked me, well, it's half of me. <laughs> it was a long time ago, but that's definitely me. He says, I can't say I didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. And then a couple You're going to get back there, Simon. You're going to get back there. No, we're, we're talking something now. It's all good. It's all good. Good crack. With that. You just had a point out, mate, if you go, as I discovered many years ago, there's a section in IHF within the Hockey Hall of Fame. And if you go and pick up Ireland, there's one person scoring a goal on there. I was able to watch in the Hockey Hall of Fame a goal being scored by Mr. Simon Kitchen. That's all you just need to point out. If you want to see one of my goals, you just need to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. That's where you go. Anyway, let's have a, a wee quick ride because I can't remember, Simon, did you play in the division, whatever it was, two, three against? Did you play against New Zealand in Dundalk? Yeah, yeah. And they did the hacker on the ice. And and was did yeah. you say your coach at the time wanted you to turn your back on it or something? Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah I thought it was really story. disrespectful. Yeah, it was. It was um, they came uh, before we played them. I think it might have been the third game. They they made it, made it be well known that they want to do the hacker against us. Um, and Jim Tippett said no. Said, There's no way you're not bouncing on the ice. Um, and I thought that was really disrespectful. In fact, yeah, it's one thing I regret at that time because everybody sort of just sort of turned their back on it, and I was raging. I was sort of looking, over, you know, looking over at it, and and that's one thing that I, I if I was changing anything in my hockey career, it would have been that because that was very disrespectful from us. Um, yeah. And when the 
they were on it was a brilliant game against them, a really, really good game. I think that I think they beat us four three. Um and they went on to win the gold, we won the silver. Um but uh yeah, I was that's the only thing anything about playing hockey for all those years would have been There's a bit of a, a bit of a tacky problems are with problems with, with Simon's with Simon's with Simon's sound, but the uh, right. Well, what we'll do is while we're dealing with that, we'll um, Simon had a chance to go down to training earlier today and had a chance to chat with Adam Keith. Thanks, Glover. Take two. Um, competitive week against the Cardiff Devils. Um, obviously, coming out with the five-three victory on Friday, Friday night, and then a, a shootout victory. And I'm keeping going. I'm not stopping this one. The uh, shootout loss on the Saturday night. Um, it was two really good games, but uh, uh, were you disappointed not to get the four points? Oh yeah, disappointed, frustrated. You know, especially for the group. I thought, uh, I thought Saturday in particular was our, our better of the two games. Although obviously we had a good start on Friday, but. Across the full 60, I thought it was very solid on Saturday. So I was frustrated for the guys not to, to get that extra point. And, um, you know, but it is a game of inches and uh, you know, a couple mistakes here or there. You take a couple back, maybe it's supposed the other way. This week, it uh, doesn't get any easier. Four games and, and uh, five nights starting tomorrow night against Covenant Blaze. We faced them recently, um, tough cross back to head, and, and they're always decent in their own barn. Yeah, we look no further than the Coventry Blaze. Uh, obviously coming off a big four-point weekend for them. Uh, we need to be ready. It's a smaller building. It's uh, things happen fast in there, so we need to be we need to be on our A game and, and be smart defensively that we don't give up much. Um, but for us, it's a business trip. You know, that's the way we're looking at it. We're away. There's no distractions. Uh, we are approach it one game at a time and, and do business. Big thanks to. Adam Keefe, and we're going to blast on ahead here and deal with January's Player of the Month. There were four players that were put to the short list from your votes. Uh, with 13% of the vote, Ben Lake. With 14% of the vote, I'm quite surprised, Griffin Reinhardt. With, and it was really, really, really tight at the top. 36% of the vote, Tyler Beskarowani. And uh, 1% ahead with 37% of the vote. It was... Your AVFTV Player of the Month for January. Uh, here you go. I won this probably, what, 40, 50 times here. Thanks, Coach. Do you want to say something? Uh, just uh, team had a great January. I couldn't do it without my teammates. Uh, it was lots of fun. Hopefully we keep it going the rest of the year. Thanks, Coach. Yeah, big congratulations to Mark Cooper, who uh, says one by a single percent. Yeah, and um, um, look, if well deserved. As I said, we talked about it last week when Beska was on. You know, um, we had a really good journey, um, and and big man, big coops coming and and was it was twenty four points or twenty three points something like that all together? Sorry, fourteen or fifteen points. Yeah, um, all together and um, really really strong month. He, he was complaining the, the because of the way the trophy sits, you can't really see it in the, in the video. There, but trolls up the side of it. He's kind of supposed to drink out of this. Um, and he was, he says, Can I take this home? And so I think he's normally the boys in the dressing room, uh, but I think he's taking it home to, to put up in the mantelpiece and uh, admire them. But um, Kiefer was, um, Kiefer was not happy uh, that we didn't present that trophy to him. He says, I am probably one of every month, and he's the fans of me. So, you know, Kiefer being Kiefer, of course, I'm going to have three seconds. 
Yeah, right. So you, while you, Simon's you, resetting, we'll have a chat. <laughs> that was I did, brutal. I did, I did, I did, la- I did laugh at Kiefer saying that because the um, it was before it was introduced after he finished his playing days. I think the player of the month, maybe, or maybe he just didn't. Yeah, I think David was, Rutherford might have been the very first winner. Was, so that 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 dates it as when it when it um started. But like Coops had a great month. I know TV's Neil Coach Russell gave me a bit of stick last week on our little WhatsApp for not getting off the fence, but like. Mark Cooper's hard to argue with whenever he picked up the elite league league wide player of the the month award in the same week. So you know a worthy recipient for sure. And uh, as we're on through the stats and the plus minus and stuff that he had last month, and you know second second Belfast Giants day to Balamina. So uh, it's great <laughs> for him to to win. I'm glad that he's he's took it home. I don't know whether we need to get it engraved again soon, Simon, or wait the end of the season for that. Um, but. Uh, you know, I think Kiefer would have won it a few times had we been awarding it uh, back in his day. And uh, one other thing, we, we, I said to Simon there earlier on, I don't like to give out milestones now before they happen because crazy things happen. And, and obviously at the weekend, Tyler Beskowani played his 100th and 101st game for the club. So he joins the 100 club. There's not that many Belfast Giants have played 100, 100 games. I could tell you if I looked it up. But that, And of course, Mark, Mark Garside before the, the game on... Saturday it would have been getting us uh, yep. a presentation from the Jackal, eight hundred games in elite league competition. Uh, me and Ronnie Nickel had a bit of a debate as to whether that was actually factual, but um, it's in and it's in and around. He's been in and around eight hundred, and he's creeping up on on Graham Walton's number for the Belfast Giants, and all being well, he keeps himself fit over the next few weeks. He'll maybe move up into the in the second place behind uh, Colin Shields. Absolutely. Well, listen, big congratulations to Mark Cooper, who picked up not just the AVFTB Player of the Month Award, but also the second best Player of the Month Award, which is the Elite Leagues mm-hmm. Player of the Month Award, which isn't anywhere as prestigious as the one that no, we hand no out. Trophy. Well, exactly. No trophy. trophy. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and big thanks to Phonocab for sponsoring the award. As always, we'll be back at the end of this month for February's one. Um, quick bit of news. There's no no Joel this week. I was uh, we were going to say Google it, but uh, you know, <laughs> I'll throw in a couple of bits and pieces of news that are worth talking about. Um, regards to scores, an interesting incident. In regards to the Manchester Storm and the Coventry Blaze. Um, CJ Mott was under COVID protocol for the full weekend, so Jordan Headley stood in goal for the uh, Coventry Blaze and took two wins from the weekend over the Storm, a 4-1 win on Saturday. And I think it was a um, was it a shootout win? It was a shootout win, yes, a 3-2 shootout win uh, back in Coventry on Sunday. Um, Sheffield just keep winning, as we said earlier on. You know, we, It's a team that we need to start chasing down and catching. We have a couple of games against them coming up next, early next month, but they had a, a, a tightly fought victory over the Dundee Stars 5-4 before travelling up to Glasgow to win 6-3 over the Clan. Uh, and the only other things I'd like to point out is that the Nottingham Panthers lost at home twice, both in overtime, both 2-1, there's Glasgow Clan, and then on Sunday to the Five Flyers. Ah, well. However, the other big bit of news that came out of there, Davey, is that Dave Whistle has joined the coaching staff. Actually, the big bit of news that came out of there was that Chris Lawrence played two games for five Flyers and got three out of both games. And I've seen back in the league. Ups, I don't know. Haven't uh, have been very very quiet since the roster sizes were reduced to nineteen. Actually, but that's maybe a different subject altogether. Um, Chris Lawrence with a pretty naughty hit to get thrown out of the game for Borden in in um, 
Nottingham on Sunday night surprised that perhaps didn't have a wee quick look at that, especially as it was two nights in a row. But yeah, West going to Cardiff or to Nottingham, nothing really to say about that. He's, you know, he's going to end up with more clubs than Tiger Woods and uh, <laughs> tainting taint, taint the legacy, but, uh, you know, whatever, whatever keeps him happy. So it's, what's, what's that in regards to the coaching? Bracknell, of course, but then Belfast, Cardiff, Cardiff Sheffield, Sheffield, Nottingham. Leeds. Not far. And Le- Leeds, but I'm just sort of sticking to, sticking to, to, to our league. But but yes, um, I didn't see that. Well, do you know what? Do you know what it says? It I did, because I, say, I said to you the other week, yeah. as soon as he got dropped from Leeds, I said mm. announced, you know, he'll be announced in Nottingham here because it was around the Tim Walls time. And here, mm. all those, uh, or all those, another one for says, all those chickens coming home to roost or hens coming home to roost, you know, <laughs> get rid of Tim Wallace. That's the problem. Clearly wasn't the problem. That there's a, there's a bigger endemic problem there in, Oh. Lower Parliament Street, which I'm absolutely living off. <laughs> but the, on on the West thing, says it's good to see him back in the league. Okay. You don't care. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. I sort of was expecting that. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Right. Then what we'll do is we'll start to wrap up the show by, of course, bringing the fact that the Belfast Giants, as we've mentioned a couple of times, uh, have uh, four games in five days. On Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m., they'll face the Coventry Blaze in Coventry before travelling up on Friday and Saturday for a doubleheader in Dundee uh, against the Dundee Stars. Friday night, 7.30 p.m., and Saturday night at 7 p.m. before just travelling a little bit south to the Kingdom of Fife to face the Fife Flyers on Sunday at 6 p.m. Davey, I'm not going to ask you about the games in themselves. I'm just going to say about, you know, we're coming into what is basically the business time of the season. We're in the, you know, it's early February. The games are coming thick and fast. Now, when we come out of this, we'll face Nottingham. Well, sorry, we'll face Fife, but then we'll face Nottingham twice. And one of those being a Challenge Cup semi-final. And, and that's in the space of just over a week. So, you know, these games are coming fast. It's busy. Um, I, I was talking to Shades yesterday and like um, 12 weeks yesterday, the season's done. And I think the Belfast Giants have up to 29 games, I think it was, to play. 26, 29. I can't remember the exact figure. Talking about it yesterday. There's a lot of hockey to be played. And I know cliche is this is going to be, Paddy. There's only one important game at the minute, and it's tomorrow That's night. Excellent. Tonight, if you're listening today, and uh, yesterday, if you're listening on Thursday. But... Um, it's uh, it, it's it's look, it's it's going from throat from from Wednesday. We just have to go one game at a time at this. We really can't look forward. You really can't. When the games are coming so thick and fast, you just have to play that next shift and and see where it takes you to, and hope that you get enough points to to get into those games at Sheffield, and then it's going to be winner takes all. I don't know if CJ Mott will still be in COVID protocol by the time that game comes around. Don't know. He made it pretty difficult for us to do any goaltending analysis. I was saying, I don't know if I copied you. I did copy in, says, didn't I? Just with the information that the mace on Headley, which there's not an awful lot of. You know, <laughs> and I seen, I seen Ben Bounds actually on Twitter saying, even if CJ Mott's fit, Comrade Blaze almost have a goalie there who's played 2 1 2, is hot, should be confident yeah. enough to stick him between the pipes. Against the Belfast Giants. Yeah. Against so, the Belfast Giants as opposed to playing against, like I say, all due respect to the Storm, yeah. uh, against the Manchester Storm, surely that's a f- very different prospect. I don't know. Hot hand's a hot hand, but um, like I would expect if CJ Mott's available and, and out of COVID, they'll be playing. Sorry, Patty, if he went in the COVID on, on, on Friday, was it, or Saturday? Uh, well, he didn't play Saturday or Sunday, so I don't know whether he was in from Friday or not. 
I, what's what's the rules in England now for COVID? Friday, Saturday, right. Sunday, Monday. We'd have to test negative today, and we'd have to test negative tomorrow. Tomorrow to play. Okay, but then to yeah. Play. If no, if he went then if, if, if he if he was Friday. positive on fr- Friday's day zero and you can test then on day yeah one exactly. two three four so, five we, we, and, and if and if and if it is a positive case that's actually put him out and not just a close contact then the likelihood of him playing tomorrow is quite low I'd say yeah. more than likely but um, it, it doesn't matter who we play we've still got to beat them yeah, well, yeah. Inter- interestingly says I thought it was interesting the point that Sam made earlier on about you know four game four games in five days doesn't really matter because it's it's just wanting to get out there and play and it's the team it's the team camaraderie it's getting out there and being part of something for those for those five days yeah I'm not, like, i keep on talking about this the guys don't want to practice want to play games you know yeah. so i mean the, the quicker they get the games over with you know nor 26 or 27 games as davy says then quicker they get in their holidays so you know it, let's just take one at a time but this next five days starting tomorrow is going to make a big mark on where we are um come next week you know uh, i'm not sure who our, what our teams play um this week i know there's a couple of games happening this week during the week before the weekend um so you know we could be um we could be past cardiff or we could be up to where sheffield are um even though we've played a couple of games more than sheffield by the weekend so the most important as davy says is tomorrow and that's all adam's concentrating on Coventry plays um as the the next opponent we've had a couple of tough games against them. Um, they played very well. They didn't play well the first night we played against them here a couple of weeks ago, but they played very well the next night. Um, so you know they've they they you know in their own rank they they've been already beaten us this season. They've been in the in the uh, Challenge Cup first leg, um, but uh, you know hopefully we're we're too strong for them and we'll, we'll come out fighting because hopefully all the boys are ready to go. That's good. Just Sam talking there. You know they're they're going away. It's, it's the guts of six days, I guess. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they'll probably not come back to Monday. So six days, yep. bit of a bonding session together. They'll play obviously in Coventry tomorrow and then they'll travel up to Scotland. So they've kind of, it's, it's not a day off as such, it's a travel day, but you know, it's a day where they'll be able to spend a bit of time together and, and get to know each other a wee bit even better and just have a bit of fun for a change. And, uh, you know, without the pressure of, of schoolwork for some of them, without the pressure of going to the rink for a day and just, you know, maybe lighten the load on them a wee bit and get ourselves then charged up again for the weekend. Yeah. I think it's interesting as well that, you know, these four games uh, over the, these five days really breaks the back of the away fixtures. Uh, I think after that, we have 14, potentially 15 home fixtures to seven away fixtures. So, you know, it yeah. really, it, it throws it into, to it throws it, the, the ball into our park with regards to, you know, being able to play and the remaining of our games at home. You know, I say I think you know the only the only additional the only additional potential home game would be the only additional potential home game would come should we um should we win the the, the Challenge Cup semi final. But uh, outside of that, get these four games in five days over us, then it's, then it's a lot of home comforts after that, which which would be fantastic. Um, those games, like I say, on Wednesday night at seven thirty p.m. Uh, follow those from the, uh, the 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 webcast on uh, Coventry Blaze TV, and then we go up on Friday night, seven thirty p.m. in Dundee, and Saturday night, seven p.m. in Dundee at the DIA. If you're not going to that, join those lads on their pod on their webcast, and then of course the Five Flyers, uh, six p.m. on Sunday, um, and their webcast as well. Whoa, yay! A lot of shouting on their webcast. <laughs> Any other business, boys? 
we dealt with that. We dealt with, of course, the important stuff at the start. I still start with the. Um, I still want to. I've been uh, doing a bit more counting on the um, on the old Bleed Tail One Hundred, and uh, hopefully, we'll something I need to organize once I get a minute in the minute. <laughs> yeah, something I need to organize is, the, is how we're going to complete all this. But yes, big thanks to everybody who's still sending in all their tweets of people getting out there and donating blood. It's a fantastic thing to do. You're helping three other people every time you donate just a pint of your own blood um it's such an easy thing to do it's absolutely painless and uh, we encourage you to do it take a wee photograph of it send us a tweet simply teal 100 and we'll add you to our list i have my next one within the next week so i'll be going there before next tuesday well you won't be as much of a pin cushion as andy k as i keep saying the man the man just gets just gets pin after pin after pin in his arms hopefully on the rainer razor um people that are doing it are probably hopefully following me on Twitter anyway. We've opened the Just Given page to try and capture that extra 25% gift aid in their money. And um, it's up to oh, nearly £1,600 at the minute. Um, wow. Granted, Boomerang Corner have donated £300 direct. So we're about £1,300 or so outstanding from people. Main says have donated our hits and blocks up to date. So keep an eye on that. If you want to donate your money rather than wait to the end of the season, please get involved. All Fantastic. money to what was it action mental health northern Ireland? yep action mental health there is something i need to say but i cannot for the life mate normally i write it down <laughs> in my notepad but i forgot to do it and i can't remember what it is fair enough if you think if you if you remember what it is says take a video of yourself doing it and we'll stick it on twitter that's okay, the way we'll do it that'll be the easiest way yeah, to do it it'll probably be friday or saturday before i remember so that's right <laughs> and on that note then let's let's wrap it up big thanks to uh to sam Rupp. thanks to adam Keith for his time thanks to coops for and congratulations on winning the uh on the player of the month award um thanks to you for popping down there and, and picking up setting that up and uh and thanks to you davy for setting up the videos um the games like i say wednesday 7 30 p.m against coventry friday and saturday against the Dundee Stars in Dundee, and then Sunday against the Five Flyers at 6 p.m. in Fife. Uh, you can get us at, at AVFTB on Twitter, Facebook, KingdomOfTheGiants.com, all your podcast platforms, and on YouTube. Big thank you to Mr. Kitchen and to Mr. Mitch Dempsey. Thanks, yeah, we'll see. We'll see you next week. And uh, wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. We'll catch you here next time on A View from the Bridge. Can't believe I'm getting bed for half ten. Sports Social Podcast Network.